Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Instant Classic Podcast. I am Jay Sugg, and with me, as always, my man, Emery Ogletree II. What up, Tree? What's good, fam? Great to be back. Let's get it in. We got a fun show today. Yes, indeed. So let's jump right in. Let's talk about this NBA Hall of Fame that just occurred not too long ago. Um, yeah. we, had, we had some very good people, people who were deservedly into the Hall of Fame this year. Um, to me, number one, Chris Webber, who I felt has been, you know, slighted the past couple of years. And then Ben Wallace. I think those were the two, in my mind, like definite, definite locks for the Hall of Fame. What do you think about the rest of the class? It was a solid class. I mean, I, you know, for me, I always got to start with, you know, my hero, Bill Russell, inducted in as a coach. Yeah, and, right, and rightfully so. I mean, I, I'll, I'll say it to my dying breath that Bill Russell doesn't get the respect that he is due in terms of who he is and the history of the NBA. To me, he's one of my four who belong on the GOAT list, you know, along with MJ, Kareem, and LeBron. But, I mean, just very underrated, very underappreciated. But I was happy to see him get inducted as he rightfully should have uh, for his role as a coach, especially being the first black coach in the history of the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I agree with you as well. Uh, Chris Webber, I always had love for Chris Webber. I mean, I, I think another player who, again, if we take away the drama, because there's a lot of drama with Chris Webber, for being real, when it comes to his basketball career. Yeah. If we just take the drama aside and just talk about him as a basketball player, Chris Webber is in my top 10 all time as a powerful yeah, to me, he's a top ten all-time power forward, and I believe that again, he he belonged in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I, obviously, he didn't get the you no know, ultimate accolade of winning a championship, but he came close. I mean, think about the the teams he lost to. I mean, we're talking about you know that historic uh, three-peat Lakers squad had the you know San Antonio Spurs to deal with. I mean, but he held held more than his own. Yeah, you know, so mm-hmm. I was happy to see him finally get in. And like you said, man, Ben Wallace, you know, another dude that I really you know when I was playing that I really gravitated more towards because, you know, he and I were in that same boat being an undersized big man. And I mean, Ben Wallace, you know, one of the greatest defenders in the history of the NBA tied with the Ken Bay four time defensive player of the year. I mean, to me, there was no doubt, especially with the NBA title on there, Ben Wallace belonged in the hall of fame. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, a lot of times, and this could be a whole separate conversation when it comes to the hall of fame, we get so caught up into the offensive categories of players that there are other players that get underappreciated in terms of their contribution. Yeah, Ben Wallace didn't average, you know, monster numbers like MJ, Kobe, AI, stuff like that. But if you are really a true student of the game or even a person who really appreciates the game of basketball, you cannot overlook what Ben Wallace brought to that, especially to that Detroit club. He affected winning, man. Exactly. He, he was the heart and soul. I mean, and honestly, I was I, you know, gravitated towards Ben because, again, that was partly my game as well. You know, I think I used to tell people all the time, it's like, who do you, uh, people ask me, like, well, who do you, who does your game remind you of? I was like, I'm basically Ben Wallace, but I got a jump shot. You know, I was like, I can shoot. Mm-hmm. But I was like, but just like Ben, it was like, you know, I was a you know, great rebounder. I could block shots. I was like, I know that what I'm doing is affecting the game. You doesn't show on a stat sheet. When I'm on that court, I make things happen. That was Ben Wallace, man. And I was just so happy to see him get, is just due, especially being the first player to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And he wasn't even drafted. Wasn't man. even drafted. Wasn't even drafted. I mean, this this man was a monster. Okay. He I mean, he won't be on nobody's you no know, top 10, you know, centers of all time. And that's fine. The bottom line is the brothers in the Hall of Fame, he more than deserves it. And I was just so happy to find finally see him get his due. 
but there but there 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 were there were some discrepancies though. Yes, there were. Now you and I have talked about this off air, but um, Chris Bosch and Paul Pierce, uh, I'm not upset that Paul Pierce personally is in the Hall of Fame, but I'm saying it took Chris Webber eight years to get in, and he was part of the freaking Fab Five. Like Paul Pierce should not be a first ballot Hall of Fame. I think when I, before I go into that, I think, you know, and it just crossed my mind today. When it comes to Hall of Fame, when you look at all the major sports, the one thing I thought of was that to me, the Basketball Hall of Fame is the most sentimental Hall of Fame of all the pro sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it's the most sentimental Hall of Fame of all sports where I feel like personal feelings play such a factor into whether you get in or not. No, does that make sense to you? Yeah. Like in the case of Chris Webber, like I said again, there was all that drama with C Web. I mean, there was just drama with C Web from the Fab Five, then coming to the NBA, and you know, just like you know, some off-court stuff that went on with. Them. I mean, just like there was just stuff that went on. But I mean, if it just if we just stuck to playing, there's really no argument on why Chris Webber shouldn't have been a first ballot, at least a second ballot Hall of Fame. Right. And like with you, when I think about you know Paul Pierce, again to me. He's deserving. He deserves it. He he deserves it. I wouldn't put Paul Pierce in my top 10 small fours of all time, but he would be in my top 15 to 20. He's one of the best players in the history of the Celtics. He was not my top five, but he's one of the best in the history of the Celtics. I mean, he did his thing. And the fact that he was the face of the franchise, which personally I felt is the only reason he won the MVP of the NBA Finals. That's just me. Kevin Garnett should have got it. That was me. But I think they gave it to Paul Pierce because that was his team. Like I said, it, just, it was like a sentimental thing. And, you know, they, they went ahead and just put him in because, you know, it, it was just his time. And honestly, I think at the same time, some, when whoever these voters are, <laughs> I, like I, said, I, I know that there are politics that go into this stuff. I mean, yeah. even on the other levels. And we don't have to go there if you already know how I feel about that with my own situation. But the politics that go into it is just like, okay, we need, a, we need a body. Paul Pierce was eligible. Let's put him in. Okay, fine, whatever. You want to put him in the first ballot, fine. But when you look at the overall class you know it just was like something you kind of threw my shoulders up but chris bosh oh chris bosh here you you can go ahead and jump on that i'll I'll be right i'll let you go and throw something in so chris bosh i think he is a very very good nba player i mean he was the man in toronto but I don't think his Toronto career was enough to put him in the Hall of Fame because his numbers drastically dropped when he went to Miami. Speak and, on it. And just that, so like I can see if you like in terms of like Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett was a Hall of Famer if you just put in his Minnesota years. Minnesota years all alone, Kevin Garnett's in the Hall of Fame because his numbers dropped when he went to Boston. Absolutely. And I would say, yeah, so that's, you know, but Chris Bosch, good numbers. But he was only in Toronto for what, like six, seven years? Yeah. And then he went to, yeah, and then he went to Miami where he, his numbers drastically dropped. Now, he was a part of a, a dynasty, but he wasn't LeBron or D-Wade. You know what I mean? Is Miami really a dynasty, though? Eh, and, okay, go ahead. I won't come with dynasty. They had a great run. Yeah, they had, a, they had an era. They had an era, so that that Miami time period. Um, but he didn't affect, you know, he wasn't affecting winning. 
Like you can say Ray Allen put meant more to those Miami teams than Chris Bosch did. Shane Battier. Shane, yeah, Shane Battier. Udonis Haslam. Are, are you done? I'm done. All right. I agree with everything you just said 100%. I mean, I'm just going to echo what you said. You look at the numbers Chris Bosch put up in Toronto, and I'm even looking at his information right now. I mean, yes, Chris Bosch was an 11-time All-Star, but I'm not, I'm not going to downplay it, but let's not act like the All-Star game is, isn't affected by the fans as well. I mean, sometimes that's just also popularity. That was Chris Bosch, one of the top big men in the league when he played. Sure, but I never looked at him like that dominant player. I mean, you got to remember, we had Garnett, we had Duncan, we had Weber, we had Nowitzki. Chris Bosch never cracked the top three for me. Yeah. Never. Even when those guys were on the downside, I never once sat there and said, Chris Bosch is the best power forward in the league. Never crossed my mind. And this is what killed me. You, I mean, Chris Bosch was all NBA only one time. Yeah. What? And when he in Toronto when that when that happened? Yeah. Yeah. And, Tor- and Dennis Rodman made it twice. It wasn't nearly as good as Chris Bosch offensively. Let's all just admit that. Yeah. And let's like say I'm I'm not the only reason I'm going in like this on Chris Bosch, and I'm gonna go in even harder is because he and I, what he said about Bill Russell on JJ Reddick's podcast to me was just disrespectful. Yeah, it's just like, come on, man. It's like, I don't appreciate when, you know, you, these cats disrespect the history, those who came before them, talking about, you know, you play with firemen and dudes that part-time. Dude, they weren't making money like y'all making now. So what do you expect cats to do? The NBA then wasn't what it is now. So, I mean, what do people expect? But I'm sitting like, Chris Bosh, let's not sit here and act like you were that dude. It yeah. was LeBron and D. Wade, and if Carmelo changes his mind, we're not having this conversation. We're not. We're not having this conversation because Chris Bosch, just like you said, to me, Chris Bosch to me would have been an era player. The same way I put Tracy McGrady, who is in the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> no, I had to no, excuse me. I personally wouldn't have put him in. That's just me. But I just say he's a great era player. You were good in your era. Just like a Sean Kemp was you know, good in his era when he was in Seattle, like a Derek Coleman, like a Oh, help me. Larry Johnson. I mean, all these guys where I felt were just good in their era, but you weren't Hall of Fame worthy. That, to me, was Chris Bosh. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, I can sit here and honestly say, if I took LeBron away, would Miami would have won that championship? No. No. If I took D-Wade away, would I think Miami would have won those championships? No. Mm-hmm. But if I take away Chris Bosh, and, and I replace him Kevin with Love. <laughs> yeah, and I'll replace him with a Carmelo. I'll replace him with a Kevin Love. Do I think Miami still wins champ? Yes. Yes. So if I can think that and actually believe it, and I know I'm not alone, I know you're with me. I'm just sitting looking at Chris Bosch like, uh, and, and I can't help it. Like I said again, it's just for the fact he ran his mouth was so disrespectful. I mean, I don't care what he thought about Bill Russell playing against firefighters on work. You know, on your best day, you weren't as good as Bill Russell. Yeah. God knows you weren't no good defender. You were known for your defense. Let's say you went to Miami and you really didn't have that much responsibility. You were the third wheel. The difference from Chris Bosch and Dennis Rodman was Dennis Rodman was much better his job as the third wheel of the Chicago three than Chris Bosch was in Miami. Yeah. He did his thing from time to time. But by know? no means, if I compare, if we compared the trios, if we can go from 
Magic Kareem Worthy to LeBron D Wade <clears throat> Bosch to Jordan uh, Pippen Robin, or you even want to go Jordan Pippen Grant. If we go down all the big threes, if we look at that third wheel and we see Chris Bosch, most guys are going to be like, huh? Who, who are they going to take Chris Bosch over? See, you mentioned the name that I feel like who at least his impact kind of mirrored. And that name is Horace Grant. That's who Chris Bosch, that's the role he played in Miami. He Fair was enough. Horace Grant. When everybody else is open, well, when everybody else is covered, you're going to be the guy they leave open. All Listen, you got to do is hit the 15-foot jumper. But would you agree with me that Grant was a better defender, though? Oh, yeah, much better. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's, and that's what I'm saying. It's just like, I mean, I get, I get what you're saying, but it's just like, <laughs> it's not that I was a Miami fan. I'm a Hoop fan first. You know, so when I just watch basketball, I just watch it because I just know what it's about. I know how it's played. So when I watched that Miami Big Three and I was watching Bosch, it's just like, well, you're just doing your job. You're doing what was expected of you when you came in. You know, it's just like no one's really expecting you to carry the load. Now, there were moments where Chris Bosch did come up big. I won't take that away from him. Mm -hmm. But when I look at it, you know, in its totality, nothing about that sat there and told me Chris Bosch belongs in the Hall of Fame, especially the first ballot. Yeah. So, so it's like, again, so now I got Tracy McGrady and Chris Bosch in the Hall of Fame. And it's, like I said, it, to me, it's, it's the most sentimental of all the pro sports that people get in. And I'm not downplaying, you know, what happened to Chris Bosch and why he had to retire. That's serious stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not downplaying that. But to me, I'm not going to sit here and, and just be naive and don't, don't act like that didn't play a role. I think it just played a – I'm sorry. I think it played a factor that, you know, it kind of tugged at the heartstrings. Yeah. yeah. I mean – And then I say it led to putting this dude in. I'm just, I, just, I mean it. I do. On the first ballot, when Chris Weber took him eight years, I mean, like – Thank you. Make me make that point. It's like if we put Chris Webber in his prime with D Wade and LeBron, terrifying. Oh, I think they win at least three. Yes, easily. I can't take Chris Bosch, even straight out Toronto, put him in Sacramento and say the Kings still would have been the same way as they would have been Webber. I can't say that. Not at all. Chris Bosch was not as good as Chris Webber at all. Well, like I said, I mean, you're in, you're in. Like I said, it is. I, said, I just didn't appreciate the fact, and I hope, I don't I don't know if they'll do a story on this, but I hope he went up to Bill Russell. He better apologize. Yeah. He better yeah. apologize. It was. Said, it makes me sick of these cats sitting up here just talking all this mess, you know, and just, you know, I got these trolls on my Twitter line. I'm going to see if they're talking about, well, they were playing against dudes who were, you know, part-time jobs, and everybody was like six feet tall. I'm like, what does it have to do with Bill Russell and the guys that played with him? You act like they create the NBA. Yeah. It was what it was. I was like, regardless if there were eight teams, 14 teams, I don't care. Somebody had to win. You're faulting this man for just being better than everybody else. Him yeah. and his team. And, um, and I respect the argument more if we didn't get across all sports, but we don't. We still throw the Yankees up in the air talking about yeah. how they got 20-something world championships. Like, Sony basketball. Like one, one round just to go to the World Series? Yeah only basketball to do that with but um they're on little brother's uh last album made the lord watch there was a skit where they were talking about uh just sports and somebody said something and it, it was it was in, in joking fashion but it's 100 real 
Bill Russell was taking on Will Chamberlain and racism at the same time. Fact. 100% facts. Fact. Like, hey, during a time where they did not want a black man to be the face of a league. Exactly. During a time where they where they couldn't, they tried their damnedest, I, I'm sure, mm-hmm. not to let them be the face of the league. But you can't deny results. You can't. You can't. You can't stop greatness. Right. So, but and when, and since we're talking about results, I'm sorry. When I look at Chris Bosh, I mean, I was looking at his rebounding total, and I was like, dude, you didn't even grab ten thousand rebounds. Nope. And you played in the post. Even though most times I saw you on the perimeter. He wasn't on the post, especially when he went to well a little bit in Toronto. But once he got to Miami, um, LeBron, just the way he plays, he kills power forwards. Um, he makes power forwards jump shooters because he needs that space to go, you know, to do what he does. I mean, I'm just saying by the by the definition of his position, power forward. When I think of power forwards, you know, I'm, I'm thinking rebounds. growing up. I'm thinking of Malone. I'm thinking of Barkley. I'm thinking of the, you know, a KG or even okay. old school. You want to go to Willis Reed or even um, oh help me, uh, the Big E. You know, mm-hmm. like those guys, like, you know, you had to get some in there. And I said, Chris Bosch was never that kind of dude to me. But like I said, but you you put him in on the first ballot. And I just, I'm sorry, I just kind of, kind of turned my head like, huh? I was like, I know you won those two championships. Yeah, you contributed, but you weren't no LeBron or D-Wade. But they, they put you in on the first ballot. And like I said, to me, my thing is this. When I think about putting people in the Hall of Fame, my, one of the things is like, can I see you being in the top 10 of your position? That's one of the first ones. And then the second thing is, it's like, okay, I'm going to look at your total career and just sit there and think to myself, well, what exactly did you do? You know, and to me, let's say Chris Bosh, I mean, what was the closest he, I, we have to find out. I mean, what was the closest he ever finished in the MVP poll? Mm, probably, I don't remember exactly, but I think fourth. Because I don't even think Toronto, I mean, he got Toronto to the playoffs. I'll, I'll give him props for that. But they were never like a one or two seed. No, I don't ever remember them being that high. So no, they weren't. I mean, so I'm, I'm said, I don't even think he was ever really. I mean, if he was in the MVP voting, he had to be like in the top ten. I don't think he was ever in the top five. But I mean, but I mean, it is what it is. Lisa. I just didn't appreciate that. But I'm glad to see C Web getting in. Definitely glad, glad to see my man Ben Wallace finally getting his just due. And congratulations to the other inductees. Like I said again, my, my hero, Bill Russell, uh, what Jay Wright from Villanova. <coughs> Who else am I thinking about? Uh Rick Adelman got in. Yeah, Adelman um, was a props to him. And then let's not let's not uh slight our women's Yolanda Griffith and Lauren Jackson. Thank you. Thank Especially you. Especially my girl Lauren Jackson, Seattle Storm. Like that's definitely that's, deserved. One of the greats. Absolutely. So that, that's why I was going, that's how I was getting ready to go to next. And of course, my man Tony. Shout out to Tony, the the waiter, the Croatian sensation. I said, hey, Tony, Tony. I said, Tony deserves it. I said, I mean, I, I said, just goes to show. I mean, I think a lot of people get so caught up in the NBA careers, they don't really take the time to recognize. I mean, yes, the NBA is like the creme de la creme, but there are leagues everywhere across this globe. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially for the times where Tony came up through and this where he played. I mean. I'll, I'll, I'll never disrespect a player you know, who comes from another country and in that country you were the you were the man. Yeah. If that's what you were when you were over there, then hey, respect from me. 
I said, I said, and, that, and I was Tony Kukoc, man. You can't, you can't deny that that dude was a beast. He was. And then I said, you got, and we also got to give him his props too, because you know, let's not forget when they played the Dream Team. Yeah, the first time they, you know, Scotty and Mike got up in them, but that second time they played, I mean, he, he held his loose. own. <laughs> he got loose. <laughs> he held his own. So if you if you can put some numbers up on the Dream Team, hey, you you, you must have been something. Yeah, he said you're gonna respect me. Like you may beat me, but you're gonna know my name by the end of this day. Exactly. Uh, and now, oh, and uh, I, let me shout out. Uh, you probably didn't notice, but let me also shout out uh, another inductee, Howard Garfinkel, man, the creator of Five Star Basketball Camp. You remember I used to leave in the summers back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Off for a week, I, I I had the chance to meet Garf on. Well, I seen Garf three times, but I actually personally met him twice because at the end of uh each camp session they had the you know award ceremonies and i was a back-to-back rebounding champion and my teams won back-to-back championships so you had to go up and you know take your picture with garth and shake your hand and give you a trophy so it was nice to see that he got you know inducted and everything so it's kind of you know kind of a little you know personal moment for me like you no know, i met that dude you know, <laughs> i remember that old man he, hey I, but that, that dude loved basketball man he was all about basketball. I mean, I, I mean, Garf, Garf was for real. I mean, you think, and I think about the greats that came to that camp. I mean, he's seen them all. Yeah. From Moses Malone to LeBron. So you name it. I mean, MJ came through there, you know, and I mean, he, he just always stressed the camp. I always remember him saying like, you know, get to station 17. That was just like, you know, for independent work, you know, it's like, if you're serious about getting better, you know, it was like, you know, you go to station 17. Cause I mean, you got some great coaches that came through there too, man. And, I said you, you got you. De- he definitely pushed you, you know. So if you didn't take advantage of the things that you no know, Garth made possible through Five Star, man, you definitely, you know, you definitely wasted an opportunity. I, I definitely appreciated my time there, but he, he was he was a cool cat. He was, a, he was definitely a cool cat, even though he hated on me. But I was like, no, I'll, I'll forgive him for that. <laughs> I'll, I'll forgive you for that, Garth. I'll, I'll let this slide. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> All right, let's jump to our next topic. And this is Michael Jordan versus Tom Brady. Let's Who get it on. Let's, get it on Let's go. You already know where I stand on this. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. I'll let you and go. That, ahead. Uh, to me, this is a ridiculous topic because <laughs> <laughs> we already know it's Michael Jordan. Like, and I'm gonna break it down to you in the simplest of fashion. I wait. Tom Brady, yeah. How many has he won? Like what? Seven? Is that where he is? Yes, he does. He is one seven. MJ has only won six. That yep. is true. But you know what Tom Brady has done that MJ didn't do? Lost in the championship. When MJ went 72 and 10, did MJ win the chip? Sure did. <laughs> the Patriots went 16 and 0. Did they lose to Eli? Eli, I'm only good at beating Tom Brady, Manning. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah, nah, you can't be the GOAT with them kind of blemishes on your resume. And then, yeah, they he's won seven. And even some of the seven, like, he ain't played good last year. Like, they won the chip, but it wasn't because of Tom Brady. It was because Drew Brees drew, like, four picks and a half. That's why they won. If he oh, would have no ran problem. into an old Drew Brees, like, yeah, man, he was fortunate. <laughs> talk your talk, eh? That's what he was. Tom Brady is fortunate. I'm not saying he ain't great, but his prom has passed. 
Like right now, he's like when Peyton Manning won that with Denver Broncos, Peyton didn't win a championship with Denver. That wasn't his team. It was the defense's team. The defense won that championship. Peyton Manning just managed the offense. They just had like, don't screw it up. And that's what Tom Brady's job has been the past couple of years. Don't screw it up, Tom. We got beasts around you. All you got to do is not do something stupid. MJ, we we never managed MJ. MJ was like, win us a chip, MJ. We need you. He was always the man. Like, can you can you arguably say that Tom Brady is the best player on his teams? Can you say, like, look at their roster, any roster of his, and look, except for when they, um, I will say, maybe like 07, 08, when they were, like, running, when Randy Moss and him were doing that, you know, that connect. He may have been, like, the, but really, his best years, they didn't even win championships. They was getting bounced. Like, look at his numbers. The best years he had as, a, as an individual were years they didn't win the championship. When he was kind of, eh, that's when they was winning because they had beast around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, MJ was always the best player on his team, hands down. Talk your talk time, Brady. I mean, it sounds good, but nah, the answer is no. That's what the answer is. Is Serena better than Michael Jordan? Maybe. Serena has the art. We can put Serena in that spot, but we can't put Tom Brady there. All right, man, you can go. <laughs> I want you to get off. Talk your talk. I see you. I see you. Talk your talk. Brother, you know I love you, man. You know that, but I, I'm sorry, man. I, I can't, I can't do it. We grew up together. We've known each other now for ooh, almost thirty years. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> when we were coming up, man. I mean, MJ was the guy of our, of our, of our youth, of our, of our generation, man. But I'm sorry, it, the time has come, man. That in our lifetime, we must. Except the facts, Tom Brady has surpassed MJ as that guy. Now, now let me no preface this. On my list, it goes Russell Brady Jordan. In regards as far as the you no, know, when it comes to winning all that, it goes Russell Brady Jordan. But it, it was hard for me to accept it. I was like, God, has Brady really got him? And I mean, you made some strong arguments that I mean, it's, it's hard to ignore. You're right. Brady went 16-0, couldn't get that last one. MJ went 72 and 10, got it done. He got hey, I feel it. But for me, this is what separates Brady and puts him over MJ. First and foremost, it cannot be ignored. Brady won without Belichick. You can call it whatever you want. You can say he had this, he had that. You've still got to get it done. Brady won without Belichick. Belichick has never won without Brady. We look at MJ and Phil, they had a great run. But Phil went on to win five more without MJ. And MJ without Phil, well, we don't we don't want to discuss that, do we? We don't, we don't even want to, people don't even acknowledge DC, even though we know what happened. But no, that that wasn't, and people signed, that wasn't the real MJ. But Phil went on the run with five more. <laughs> Phil's sitting up there on 11, like, yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike was fun, but, you know, I got five more, five more of these without him. That can't be ignored. I think that's one of the biggest things. Second thing, MJ, and, and hear me out, because I don't want you to you know, take this out of context. MJ dominated 
the 90s. Not saying he wasn't a beast in the 80s. He was. But the era of the 80s belonged to Bird and Magic. Would you agree? I agree. MJ owned the 90s. Brady has won in three different decades. Three different decades? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. I can't. This man has won in three different decades. He just kept winning. And it's just like, yo, it's like, no matter you, you take weapons away from this dude, give him replacements, and he still keeps winning. Think about this. This man, it took, <clears throat> it took basically, as much as I hate using the word, it took luck. This man can almost easily be nine and oh. If he was nine and oh, this would really be no competition. But it took luck for him to lose two. Was it two? The two he lost? Well, I'm sorry. Three. I'm sorry. He's lost three. He lost, I forgot. No, Philly and twice to Eli. So, I mean, he could, he almost, he could almost be, well, yeah. Now he could almost be 91. I think Philly just got them. He lost Philly to Nick him. Foles, by the way. Nick <laughs> Foles. That's fair. But I'm just saying, the man's won in three different decades, Inc. Three different decades. And now he's playing on a team where they brought everybody back. And I'm not saying this as a Tom Brady fan. I'm just sitting there just speaking the facts of what I see in front of my face. Now, don't get it twisted. I don't want Brady to win again. But, bruh, if for some reason they repeat, <laughs> we, we can't keep putting MJ at the front just because of our childhood memories. MJ will always be MJ. MJ in the mind of a lot, even for me, even though I'm a little bit more you know, deeper when it comes to the go to NBA, MJ is, is, is that guy. But when I look across the landscape of sports in my lifetime, who was the greatest winner of my lifetime? It can't be MJ no more. I, I just can't. I'm sitting there looking like, well, oh, this dude got seven rings. They both had the greatest coach of their respective sport. Except Brady won without his MJ. Well, we know what he did. I, just, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I love MJ, but this is like, MJ, you, you got to bow down, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> this man, you walk to the table. Yeah, you you, run, you put your six rings down. <laughs> Tom's going to see you. I see your six rings, and I raise you one. <laughs> and I raise you one. All right. Uh, are, are you finished, sir? Yes. <laughs> In the words of my man, Samuel L. Jackson, please allow me to retort. <laughs> in order to be called the GOAT, you need to be the greatest, you know, one of the greatest players, you know, of your league, right? Yes. How many MVPs does Michael Jordan have? Five. That's right. And some of them, you know, and some of that was Jordan fatigue. Arguably, well, even if he didn't win MVP, was he the best player in the league? Yeah. How many MVPs does Tom Brady have? I'll tell you, he has three, okay, just three. <laughs> you the goat, but you ain't even the best player in your league. But uh, uh, sidebar, this football is harder though. Man, let's be, let's be, let's be honest. Football is a little harder though when it comes to MVPs. All right, you ain't the best. It always goes to a quarterback, and he a quarterback. No, not always. Not Most always. Of the time, like hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see. Let me pull this up real quick. AP most valuable player so we got last year Aaron Rodgers Lamar Jackson Patrick Mahomes there's one of Tom Brady's 
Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning. Then we have a Adrian Peterson anomaly, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Peyton, Peyton, Tom. Then there's uh, Ladanium Tomlinson in 06. Then in 05, it was Sean Alexander. But then before that, Peyton, Steve McNair, Peyton, Rich Gannon, Kurt Warner. You see how many? It's like there are three years of running backs and the rest of it is quarterbacks. How can you be the GOAT? Maybe Peyton Manning should be in this conversation because he's clearly better than Tom Brady based by the MVP awards. Oh. Tom Brady can't even go back to back. I mean, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can't, even, you can't be the GOAT with, with, with these pedestrian awards. Individual <laughs> accolades have to play a part in any GOAT conversation. I'm not telling you that it, you're right. I, I, I will not disagree. I just think... It's harder though because again, in 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 that regard, Jordan has an advantage to Brady. Because the one the one argument, and I'll and I'll even go against myself in this in this argument, just one time. The advantage that Jordan has is that he plays both sides of the ball. Obviously, Brady only plays one side. Okay. So there's a lot more emphasis on Jordan's production and contribution to what the game does. Brady just contributes to the offensive side of the ball. You know, he's recognized as the leader of, you know, his team. But in Brady's defense, to go back to my, you know, to my argument, like you just said, I mean, look at the competition. Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, now Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we're talking about all time, all time. You know, when MJ, when MJ you know, was going for his MVPs, now during the 80s, now I think it, I think it was harder for MJ in the 80s win the MVPs because look who he's going up against. Magic, Bird, you know. Well, I mean, we, you can throw him in there, but I mean, by the time MJ came in the league, it was mainly just Magic and Bird, mm -hmm. you know, going for MVPs. By the time we got to the 90s, and I'm not, I'm not these are all-time great players, but by any stretch, did we ever feel that we saw an equal to Jordan going for the MVPs. We never saw one. We can look at football and say, like, no, even though he didn't win as much, Peyton, you wouldn't necessarily put Peyton that much farther lower than Brady. That's only because he didn't win. But that, if anything, that testifies to Brady because of the fact, like, no, look, you and I are equals, but the fact of the matter is when the, you know, when the cards were on the table, I found a way to get it done more than you did. I mean, he just did. I mean, his head-to-head -head competition. I mean, the guys he are going up against, you could easily argue, could make an argument for being the greatest quarterbacks of all time. There's no except one. For, except for Nick Foles and Eli Manning, who he lost to in championship situations. I'm just saying. I, said, I can't argue that. I said, those, those, are, those are blemishes. But if we're, we're going to be honest, then, okay, okay, then fine. If we're, we're going to go there. You can hold on to your 6-0, but this is the thing I hate about when people always talk about MJ being 6-0. Yes, he was 6-0, but there was a life before the 6-0. It's true. We, we don't talk about how y'all couldn't beat the Celtics. We don't nearly give the credit to the Pistons that they deserve. Now, I, I, in, in all honesty, Isaiah owned Mike. He did. I will give the credit all day to the Pistons. But that Bulls team that lost to the Celtics had no business in the playoffs to begin with. Nonetheless, be trying to beat an all-time Celtics team, like, sure, you try to beat the 86 Celtics with just Michael Jordan and Rod Higgins. 
But it wasn't just 86. I'm just talking about in general. They played the Celtics more than once. Not in the well, in the play, not in the playoffs. They usually got uh I'm just talking about in general. Oh, in general, yeah. In general, they played the and he never beat Larry Bird. No, never. they did they didn't beat them in the playoffs. Regular season, the Bulls took some, but they didn't uh, get they didn't get any when they counted. Well, I'm just saying Larry Bird basically had the advantage over Mike. Yeah. But look at that, I mean, look at that team though. No. Well, when they played in the 90s, yeah. <laughs> How many times did Larry Bird beat Mike in 91? Larry Bird was on his way out the door. So you so you beat a you brought a you beat a crippled Larry Bird. Yo. Larry Bird beat Michael Jordan and Charles Oakley and Rod Higgins. That's what Michael Jordan's teammates were were firemen to use Chris Bosch's language. <laughs> <laughs> they had side jobs. <laughs> Another thing that goes with to me on my Brady. If Tom Brady beats the New England Patriots when they play, I think week four, he'll be the only player to beat every single team in the league. Every single team he's beaten. I don't even think MJ can say that. He went to again, he went to the Wizards. What happened happened. Nah, MJ beat the Bulls. He's beat every single team he's faced. Every he single team, every team, team in the league. Yeah, the Wizards beat the Bulls. I remember that game. Okay, but I'm just saying, but but Brady is the only one in his league to do it. To beat every single team, every single one. I mean, it's it's impressive, but it also just means that you're old. <laughs> well, I mean, that's another reason. I mean, we gotta uh, appreciate and applaud the durability of Brady, man. I do, but then let's also talk about these rules which make it possible for this man to stay in the league. Like the NFL is like, man, we can't have a league without Tom Brady. We're gonna make it easier for you to play. <laughs> it's become flag football if you're a quarterback. But see, you can't fault Brady for that. That's even he said fault. it himself, like he even had an interview talking about how there were I, I saw what play. he said. I saw what he said even when he talked about the defense as a disfair advantage, but again. That's not Brady making the rules. I mean, if he's sitting there going to the bat for the defense. Yeah. I mean, he's sitting there saying, like, yo, y'all making it too easy for me. That's not Brady's fault. I agree. I agree. I mean, he can't control that. I mean, it's one of the greatest, you know, debates I think that will ever be. What would have happened if Mike had never left the game? We'll never know. We'll never know. There's a part of me that I still say that I think the Houston Rockets would have got him one time. That's just me. But there are some people who sit up here and say that they would have won eight straight. They would have tied Russell Celtics and won eight straight. We'll never know. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's the greatest what if. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, with so with that again, it's like so with that, you know, you know, that that scenario out there that we'll never be able to answer, we can only take what is in front of us. No one is knocking again who MJ is, but we just had, it's like Jamel Hill said, you know, did you see her on the barbershop? Mm-hmm. And she was talking about the top five and it's like, you know, eventually it has to change. It can't always be Biggie and Tupac. I agree. Like, you know, times change. And I just think, again, for, for me, that time has come. MJ just can't be in that spot where I always held him. It's just like, yo, man, it's like, wow, it's just easy to say now that 
Brady <clears throat> and team sports, Brady's moved up to the two spot for me. I got to put MJ at three. Yeah. Like, nah. Especially when you only play on one side of the ball. Like, yeah, you won. But sure, you just got this all-time great defense on the other side. That's, you know, that's doing all the dirt. But, I mean, that argument would hold weight if it just what if, if it just happened, but that's that's been the history of football. If Tom this, Brady this, was this the game. one sacking Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, I'd be hundred percent like, yeah, man, this dude's the greatest. But nah, he was on the sideline. That's that's the, that's football though. I mean, there's nothing we can do about that. That's always been football. It'd be different if it just happened, but that's always been football. And I, like at least for football, for me, Patrick Mahomes in my mind is the greatest quarterback I have ever seen with my own eyes. I understand. I mean, I, I could a lot of people could understand that. I and mean, it was driven home for me during the Super Bowl last year when he was playing with like zero offensive linemen and was just throwing no look passes that were just like getting out of reach of the receivers. I'm like, man, this dude is a monster. I mean, like I said, from a talent standpoint, I, I won't argue that. But like I said, but it, it has to be about more than talent. It does. Like said, result, results have to matter. And the fact of the matter is, again, Brady not only has seven. But to win without the coach that you are synonymously attached to, attached to. Okay, so let me ask you this: Is the Patriots win like the next two Super Bowls back to back with this quarterback they got right now? Is Tom Brady still the best, or or is he a system quarterback? Oh, you know what? If if Mac Jones come out here and and becomes like the the next if, Patriot dynasty. If, if Belichick does to Brady what Phil did in comparison to Mike, I'll be open. I'll be open to go. I I may even come back and All right. go with MJ. I I'll be open to it. Right now, <laughs> no, no, no. Said, mark me down. All right, because that, that, that's an honest question and that's fair. If Belichick comes in the end, because if anything, because the advantage is Belichick's right now. Because mm-hmm. Brady, even though he means he's he's still hanging on, but eventually he he's gonna stop. He ain't the same. He he, he you can tell just by watching him. He's not as good as he was in like oh eight. Well, I mean, obviously, but I'm just saying in terms of he's still playing though. So I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's still getting it done. You can't. I mean, you saw. I mean, I'm not sure if you saw his first game. The man threw what almost 400 yards. Yeah. You know, I mean, this, this dude's 40 plus. <laughs> so I mean, but but I'm saying if if Belichick in the end. Ends up winning more without Tom Brady than Tom wins without him. I will re I will revisit this and I'll probably be open to going back to MJ because that will take away my argument. Yes, yes, yes. All right. That's all I want. That's all I want. That's all I want. All right, man. Is there anything else you wanna you wanna say? Oh no, man. That was fun. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Go ahead yeah. and drop your socials for the people. Uh, as always, man, on the Twitter is at the Mikadiva. That is at sign T H E M C G O D I V A. And that's at the Mikadiva. All right. And I am at J Sug, J A Y S U G G. And one of these days, man, I'm going to get us on the, on the Insta <laughs> where we can flourish on the gram. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we can go ahead and do that. Yeah. I'm about to yeah, go, go get that going. Yeah, so we can flourish on the gram as well. But once again, Tree, thank you for for coming through, sir. Always, fam. We're going to do it again next week? Yes, sir. All right, sounds good.
All right. And for our listeners, thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us. We appreciate it every single time. We out. Later.